Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hyperconscious Podcast. Alan, what is Hyperconscious? Once you understand why something is the way that it is, now you have the power to change it. Great conversations with great people and great questions are the keys to the kingdom of unlocking your consciousness. Every single action that you do starts as a thought. When you control the way you think, you will control the way you act, and you will control the way you live. That is hyper-conscious. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hyperconscious Podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast. He was kind enough to join us on episode 144 and 135. Folks, it has become Kevin and I's mission in life to help you realize that the life of your dreams is right on the other side of you becoming the greatest version of yourself. Let us help you do that. I rarely do these things twice in such a short amount of time, but you guys impress me. I, I believe in people that provide value and of our service. You two guys are on your way to huge fulfillment, purpose, and profitability, and I look forward to helping you both. We appreciate that more than you know. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our latest five-minute clinic where Alan and I sat down and talked all about fear. Today, we are going to do a small talks episode on the word trust. So first, I'm going to define trust, but before we dive into, that's a word that you came up with? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're big on the relationships. I remember. Some would say. I'm going to start with a quick story. I remember you and I did an episode in this the basement of this house. Before, <laughs> oh, right. Oh, oh. oh, yeah. Be- that was brutal. Before, the, there, there's now an apartment there. Actually, they, it, my... That didn't even see the light of day, I don't think. No. We never dropped nope. that. It was on intimate relationships, and I remember you asking me, very specifically, what do you think is the number one most important thing in an intimate relationship? And I said trust. Mm. You said communication. I still think it's communication. So we're going to get into that. All we're right. going to get into that. Sure. Okay. So first, I want you to go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com. Click on join hashtag hyperconsciousnation. Folks, the Facebook group is blowing up. It's awesome. Yeah. We're at 100 already almost. Yep. People are masterminding in there. We actually, I think we just surpassed 100 today. I don't know. Close. But everybody's engaging in there every single day. Kevin and I have been very consistent on Facebook Lives as well. Uh, definitely join that group if you are into personal development and invite people who are into personal development. I love the group. Talk about, um, tell them about the event in Florida. And while you do that, I will pull up some names of our new members. I got to figure out how to find the new members. Okay. So before I define trust, September 7th, we are doing a very special event called Your World Within Live. Eddie Panero has been on this podcast three separate times. And he's a dear friend of ours. He's actually a client of mine. And he is hosting, we as a team are hosting an event on September 7th in Florida at a place called Margaritaville. If you go to the hyperconsciouspodcast.com forward slash events, all of the details will be there. This is going to be absolutely epic. It's on the ocean and it's going to be 500 plus seats. So get your tickets as soon as possible. We do plan on um, selling this event out and we want to meet as many of you as we possibly can. There's actually seven speakers. So Kevin, myself, <clears throat> Wade, 
and Phil from Two Marines One Mike podcast. They've been on the show as well. Eddie Panero, um, Chantel Adams. So we have a female speaker now, and then T Mac as well is going to be speaking on wealth creation. So that's going to be an epic event. As you know, Kevin and I went to Brendan Burchard's event two, probably a year ago with T Mac. September, I think. And September. Events like this will change your life more than almost anything else. Okay, let's get into trust. Let's get into trust. Okay. Give the uh, give the definition, and then I will rattle off some names of some of our new members. I like as that well. idea. Okay, so the definition of trust, the first one, is reliance on the integrity, strength, ability, surety, etc., of a person or thing. Confidence is another uh, synonym of trust. Confident expectation of something or someone. Hope. Uh, confidence in the certainty of future payment or property or goods received. So that's like trusting someone if they lend you money, or if you lend them money, rather. A person on whom or thing... You are relying, relying upon. The condition of one to whom something has been entrusted. Uh, And then the last one, uh, the obligation or responsibility imposed on a person in whom confidence or authority is placed. So like we put trust in our leadership in government, things like that. All right. So let's just give a quick shout out to Christine Marie, Eric, William, uh, Maddie Messiano. This is interesting. I feel I feel like somebody trying to um, <laughs> at like graduation. graduation? Yeah. yeah, right. This is I shout out to those people. I'm sorry I ever made fun of you guys. Um, <laughs> Abby Reynolds, Olivia Talley, Marky Hollett, Nikki Kotu, Caitlin Stevens, um, Desiree Claiborne. Oh, Desiree. She was she, uh, she was at Brennan. She was at Brennan's. Yep. Shout out! Shout out! Um, Julian. Ah, our buddy, Julian our, Wynn. Our buddy Julian. Sue Lesser, so many. There's so many. Nicole O'Neill, Sarah Jewell, we appreciate all of you. We do. We're giving, uh, trying to give all the shout-outs. I didn't realize we had that many people, so I probably should have shouted out people from the beginning because <laughs> now I'm way too far behind. <laughs> um, okay, so I have some questions for Kevin about trust. So the first question, what is your best personal definition of trust, and why does it matter so much? The, my best personal definition of trust is you are confident that your feelings are safe with that person, place, thing, or idea. Feelings or well-being. Mm. So you are confident that your well-being is entrusted by that person, place, thing, idea, feeling. Right. So like, do you, how do you know whether or not you trust a rope? Right, you give it a couple tugs. You say, "Okay, that feels pretty good." Right, yeah. that's how you trust the rope. Obviously, I'm more into the the relationship side of things. When I it think comes that to was this. a good analogy, though. Well, I, think I really do. I, we always test things out. How, how do you do? You test the ice. Yeah. You step on it. Why? See if you can trust it. See if you can trust the ice. Right. That's that's what trust is. But I think a lot of people. The thing I said on I think the intro or the outro to the last episode, um, the intro to this one was. You'll hear a lot of people say, I have trust issues. I think you just trust unworthy people. I don't think you have issues with trust. Just like I wouldn't say you have um, issues with driving if you get a speeding ticket. Like, you just made a mistake. Here's a good analogy, the ice analogy. Let's say you, in the past, went out on thin ice that maybe you don't have an issue with trust. You just shouldn't go out on thin ice that you know will break. That's that's also true. Maybe you're trusting the wrong ice. That's going... Back to red flags when we talked to Tori Aletto in person. We were talking about red flags and stuff. But I think one of the things is like, 
a lot of people struggle when it comes to trust and they say, oh, what if I get, what if I get cheated on? What if my partner leaves me? They're going to do it anyway. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it. And I don't think that's necessarily a great mindset to have. I think you should try to be the best, most complete, most loving, most understanding, supportive version of yourself possible. But you have to understand, like, sometimes it happens. And it, that doesn't mean it's always going to happen that way. Can you have a relationship without trust? I don't think you can have a successful one, no. Right. No, because even if it's only one person who doesn't trust the other, that person has inner turmoil all the time. All the time. I've been there. I've been there. I, I didn't have trust in several of my relationships, mostly due to my own insecurities. Now, did something happen at one point to make me feel that way? Yes. Did I have to control that? Yes. Do I still have to control that to this day? Yes. But what I told a young man who reached out to me was, and I don't mean this in any cocky, conceited way, but the way I look at it is I feel like I'm a catch. I feel like I'm more of a catch now than I've ever been. I feel like I bring a lot to the table. And I feel like me being me is enough to, to keep somebody. Obviously, I have to grow and evolve and make sure I'm meeting their love languages and doing things that they enjoy, right? But I honestly, and not to sound cocky or conceited, but I don't think you're going to find this elsewhere. Right. I just, I don't. I'm very confident in my ability to make somebody happy. And I think that that's where a lot of people are lacking. It's like, I, I told this young man, I said, work hard on yourself. Because at the end of the day, you're all you have. It's all you can control. That's all you can control. And if they're going to leave, they're going to leave. So in this incident that you mentioned where you had trust issues, how much of that was your own insecurity versus, you know, someone else maybe breaching your trust? My trust was definitely breached. Um, so what do people do when that happens? It depends. It depends on, it, are you willing to work through it? That's a huge thing. Like, some, I had somebody reach out and there was not, there wasn't a cheating situation, but there was kind of a, there was a, a break of trust. Right. And I was talking to this person. I said, well, if you want to be with this person, I'm going to tell you right now, you have to still be all in. Because if you're one toe in, one toe out, you're never going to experience what you would actually experience. Now, the darker side of that coin is you're really, really investing your feelings into something that already maybe had a red flag. Mm. Does that mean the chances are higher that something goes wrong? Yeah, kind of. But what are you going to do? Just be half in and half out? You either be all in or you be all out. And I, I think that's the only way to really get that fulfillment, that get to the next level of that relationship. So that leads me to my next question. Um, what are some ways in which you have screwed up the trust in your relationship? And then what did you do about it? So like the incident you just mentioned was a friend. I think we've all kind of made mistakes. And oh, yeah. I think a lot of us lie unintentionally just to avoid a problem when yeah. the truth would have worked just as well. Maybe we wanted to. Maybe someone would have thought it was more than it was, or something. So I think a lot of people have been here. What do people do when they've breached trust? Like, how can they hold themselves accountable and like really make their partner feel comforted? So for me, I've I've never really experienced that. I I feel like I've always been very trustworthy because I'm very honest. And if I'm with you, I want to be with you. Mm. There's if I'm with you, I'm with you for a reason, right? Yeah. I, I've said before, I had many opportunities to cheat when I was out on the road. Right. You know, going from bar to bar in New Jersey. Nobody would have known. It just It's not me. It's not who I am. But if you're on the side of that or if you're dealing with that right now, if you're the person who broke the other person's trust, you have to be unbelievably open and you have to understand that that person has scars now. They're, they're, go they're dealing with this pain now. They're dealing with these questions of, okay, you know, when he or she says they're at this place, are they really at this place or are mm. they lying to me? Have they been lying to me the whole time? 
So you have to understand that if you broke this person's trust, you, it might not have been your intention, but you have to own it. You have to take complete ownership and understand that I am the big reason why this person is feeling this way. I have to own that, but now I have to go above and beyond to prove if it's worth what I think it is, mm. that I am trustworthy, that I didn't mean to do this, that this isn't a habit, this isn't a trend, this was a one-time thing, I made a mistake, people make mistakes, and I'm going to do my best to, to fix that mistake. This is a tough one. This is interesting. Yeah, it is very interesting. Because when you breach trust, it's very hard to get it back. That's what it's I something tell people. that builds subconsciously. It's totally beneath the surface. Even if you want to stay in the relationship, it's unbelievably hard because now the foundation is sand now. Right. Everything we've built on is now gone because I don't know what's real anymore. I know. You know, it's such a dangerous thing. And now is the easiest time ever to lose somebody else's trust. Even Not even on purpose. Like, how many... How many people slide into your DMs every day? Like, right. how many people slide? If you have a beautiful girlfriend or a good-looking boyfriend, they're probably getting hit up regularly. Right. You know, and yeah. social media makes it very easy for that. So it's, it's an interesting time for that. But again, I go back to the fact that, like, you have to trust as much in yourself and your ability to, like, your value. Trust your value so much that it allows you to kind of understand that if somebody seeks somebody else's value, they're going to go after it. And you can't lose sleep over it. Because you can't control it. Right. If you could control people cheating, if you could control you know, people doing you wrong, there it, wouldn't be any issues. It's also worth it. Because if you don't trust, you can't fall in love. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. And so you, there really is no version of falling in love without the risk of like being hurt. Yeah. It, it, you don't get both. Yeah. You, you, do you don't get one without the other. Yeah. You, I don't think it's possible to have one without the other. If you give someone your love... And you love them, and you care about them. There's always a, a possibility that they'll they'll break your trust. Yeah, and there's no way around that. You can choose consciously, hyperconsciously, and, uh, and, some and say. choose someone who you believe is trustworthy. One thing I will say is believe people's actions more than their words. Um, but when people make a mistake and they own it, also forgiveness I think is huge. Um, but anyways, so we're gonna go to the next. Quickly, question. Quickly, we are okay. running. We got 25 seconds. Oh wow! Yeah, it goes by quick. It does okay. <clears throat> Way back, you and I did an episode. I talked about this earlier in the basement on relationships, and you asked me what I thought was the most important thing in a relationship. I said trust because I think that's the foundation. You said communication. Now we realize how connected those two are. Can you please explain why those matter so much to sustain any great relationship? Communication and trust, and how they're linked. Oh, what a weak ass beep this thing has <laughs> offensively bad um what is it sorry oh, okay so um you at the beginning of this episode said communication is most important yes i thought trust was yes you just talked about how when you lose trust it's like building something on sand yes i think communication and trust are very important especially yes. when trust is breached how are they connected and like how how do you uh frame that so i think the only way you know you are having congruent communication is if there is trust because you know I can trust the way, like I can trust what this person is telling me. What happens in my estimation, in my opinion, in my vision from what I've seen is once trust is gone, number one, it's harder to communicate. Yeah. Because you don't know, number, is it even worth me communicating this hard talk right now? You broke my heart. Like you broke my heart by breaking my trust. Am I going to now have a tough conversation with you? There's going to be resentment there for a little while. And I think when that resentment happens, that communication is naturally going to fray. Right. And that's why you have to be unbelievably hyperconscious and understand you are going to have 
insecurities pop up that you might never have had before. You may never have experienced these insecurities. They're going to pop up, and you're going to say, like, is she or is he out with friends, really? Or is he or she out with another person? Why isn't he or she answering their phone right now? And then the problem is, they could communicate that to you. Alan, I told you, I was with my friends. I told you I was going to the movies with my friend on Thursday. But if you don't believe that communication, then everything's, everything's in danger. Because then you're going to start thinking they're lying, and why wouldn't they lie? They lied to me before. It's such a, it's it's such so a hard, thing. Right. It's, it's like a domino effect. And you have to put an end to that domino. And the only way to do that is to sit down and have that talk about, like, look, why did you do that? Like, mm. why did you? Well, it wasn't intentional. Okay, can you at least see from my point of view how that feels? Right? Yes, I can. Okay, I appreciate you seeing that. Can we also put on the table the fact that I am probably going to be very self-conscious for a little while? I might react differently. It's not because I don't, you know, care about you. It's not because I want to I want to react that way, but now I am triggered. Now I feel a certain way because of these results. Mm. And and this is what I, you know, this is how I feel now. It's such a fine line. We could we probably should have picked this one for a longer episode. I am thinking that too. I had that same thought yeah. because I think trust is something that in a friendship and an intimate relationship especially, it's everything. Yeah. It's so, so critical. And how it's almost like communication and effective communication is the way you maintain trust. Because a lot of things go unsaid and then people think there's something they're not. So for example, if you were out with friends and you, you ended up running into an ex-girlfriend and then your partner thought more of that than it really was. Right. Like, they're super tied. I think how much trust you build is going to be predicated on how good you are at communicating circumstances because I think circumstances a lot of times end up getting really messy. Well, you can't control the circumstance. You can only control your right. association with it. And you're basing that off past things. So if you're, if you're very confident in yourself, if you and your partner have never had an issue with trust, and that happens, oh, I ran into my ex, I saw Pete. You might say, "Oh, Pete, how, how's he doing?" Yeah, right. But if but if you've been right hurt, right. if you have those trust issues, you might say, "Why were you with Pete? Like, did you guys?" And plan if to you're meet insecure, up? you're going to be like, "Oh, is Pete like, right? What does that mean? Yeah. Are you, do you want? Would you prefer it's, Pete? It's all connected. It's all connected. Okay. Well, so if you guys like this, again, Alan and I pick these topics, and we think like, okay, we're going to hammer this out. It'll be we'll be able to do this in a quick episode. But trust really is a lot deeper than yeah. I think both Alan and I expected. So if you th- like this episode, if you want us to do like a full scratching the surface episode on it, we can definitely do that. Um, but we are going to wrap it up. We got to do it. We got to do it. Okay. Even though I'm enjoying this very much. If you like trust, reach out. Let us know because I think we'll do. We'll go deeper on this. Yeah, we can definitely trust go round on this. two. Trust round two. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. It went by unbelievably fast, as it always does. Up next, we are going to do a scratching the surface episode on momentum. I think Alan and I have a lot of momentum right now. Um, Hyperconscious Nation is growing, and. We're doing speeches and we're doing coaching and we're going to be traveling and we have a lot of people like reaching out to us. It's a whole thing. I, th- I feel like we have a lot of momentum. We're going to talk about our momentum, but also how you can use, grow, and leverage momentum in your life as well. It's uh, Newton's first law. Everything at rest will stay at rest unless acted on by an outside force. Everything in motion will remain in motion unless acted on by an outside force. So we want to keep you in motion towards your goals and dreams. Do not miss that episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will talk to you on Wednesday. Talk to you soon. I meant Friday. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for listening to another episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. 
Going hyperconscious will absolutely change your life because if you understand why something is the way it is, now you have the power to change it. If you going hyperconscious with us has changed your life in any way, please share this episode with one of your friends because the more people that go hyperconscious, the better this world's going to be for everybody. And if you would kindly leave us a five star review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyperconscious and we would be greatly appreciative. Thank you. Bye.